Welcome to another episode of Grey's Notes. In this episode, I will just talk a little bit about women in politics and how I feel about that. I haven't already at this point in recording figured out what the title of my podcast is going to be, but it's inspired by what's currently happening. So I'm trying to be a little bit more proactive with recording just in the moment that I actually feel something or feel like I want to say something. So anyway, today, um, this evening, I had the opportunity of sitting at a fireside chat. So this fireside chat is just pretty much, um, you know, a bonfire that has been lit up in the evening. It's, it's a segment of what is currently happening. There's this youth, um, African youth summit that is happening um, where I'm working and as part of the summit there's this segment where you know we just get to kind of have conversations by the fire in the evening and of course it's not like something completely mandatory and things like that but it's also part of the summit experience which I think is an absolutely brilliant idea and it also kind of hinges on a lot of very traditional aspects of us as Africans I remember moments some moments in my life very few of uh, moments because i also grew up quite in the city moments when you know either you'd have no electricity at home and you just sit outside by the fire and just tell stories or you go visiting your grandparents in the village and then there'll be time where you can just like tell stories sit outside and just like look at the stars and tell stories so i feel that's the kind of vibe that was um that was you know desired um but i actually don't know for sure i'm not really part of the organizers but anyway so as part of this fireside chat we had um former president of tanzania kikwete uh joining us jakaya kikwete weirdly enough i just found out that he and i share the exact same birthday (laughs) which is funny because there are certain aspects of his storytelling that made me feel like okay there's something familiar about even some of the incidences of his story but that's also maybe because i have this kind of i my intuition um or intuitiveness tends to be pretty high so maybe it's all in my head or not but i only found that out after i already listened to him so it was very interesting to see that we we have that in common so he was telling us stories about how he you know became president and a lot of it i didn't stay for the whole thing but a lot of it looked like he didn't really want to like he didn't have that interest to grow his power in that way but it's something that a lot of people around him had advised and really encouraged and you know pretty much convinced him of but of course he did have um he was in other positions politically in the country like you know he was the minister of finance and so on and he was in the military so the thing is i was listening to these stories and it was really nice you know it was like you're sitting there and listening to your grandpa even there's a certain warmth also to him and how he speaks i don't know him at a personal level so you know whatever respect that i have for him is really based off of very little information um yeah but it was very nice to kind of like 
have to hear firsthand from somebody and the way he was telling the story was also quite intimate like he's telling it to his grandchildren which is really cool because he definitely believes in youth power and young people and um because he got that opportunity to lead um when he was young and and by lead i don't mean like the country but just like you know the road to where he got to started off when he was quite young but i couldn't help but feel like the whole time that i'm listening to him speak and saying all these things i could feel a little i felt a little bit inspired and i felt like wow you know it's it's it could be that easy like sometimes you know you're in the right place at the right time you you sometimes also have to put deliberate effort to learn to be good at what you do so that people can recognize you know your talents your skills and things like that but a lot of it also for me being a woman and identifying as a woman kind of felt like okay i can i can feel a little bit inspired but at the same time it also kind of feels like fairy tale or fictional to me because of the experiences that i felt and i just kind of felt like you know if i was a man in this situation i would probably be experiencing this moment very different and maybe it might just be inspiration throughout without all these other lingering doubts of oh come on this is not that feasible in my reality or in my situation or with how the current political scene is if i decided i wanted to you know get into this path so it just got me thinking about my stance on women in politics and how i feel about there not being so many women um in politics in general across the world and the fact that it's something that's worldwide also shows just how much of a systemic issue it is and how there's so many layers around stereotypes and discrimination um patriarchy that holds all of these together so many isms that are involved especially for a woman like me so it made me think about our current predicament in in Zambia where we have you know groups of people who are constantly talking about how we don't have enough women representation and things like that and it goes beyond just representation there is a power in representation for sure but it goes beyond that it goes beyond putting up and saying oh we'll have 15 women in parliament we'll have a b c d but if we're not actually fixing the problem if we're not doing some kind of problem analysis to see what exactly is causing this problem and to really go deep into it then we're just creating this environment where you're having it's a problematic environment and then you're just propping up women in that environment and then when women um are in that environment they struggle and very few will make it through very few will hold hold down that resilience but it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a burden i shouldn't have to beg for space to you know say something i shouldn't have to it's not a favor if i have been elected and i'm a woman it will never be a favor i am entitled just as much as the person next to me who might happen to be a man i have just as much right to you know get into a certain place and explore my leadership potential 
I shouldn't have to have all these um, hurdles because I'm a woman, because of my genitalia. And it's very, very backward thinking if we just say, okay, we'll put these women in these positions. And then after some time, but these women, they refuse to be in these positions. They don't want to be in these positions because that is true. Those two truths exist for sure. There will be women who say they don't want to be in certain spaces. But the backwardness of it comes into saying that, but not recognizing that there must be a much bigger issue. We talk about how we've made so many strides in the country when it comes to gender equality. And a lot of this is maybe because we have like more, um, we've had heightened enrollments of girls in schools and women in higher levels of education as well. But are we actually addressing the issues? This is a structural issue and you can't fix a structural issue without having to address the structures. And I guess the same thing goes with like engineering or whatever, building. If there's a problem with the structure, you know, no matter how much you paint it pretty and do whatever, the problem will keep on, it will persist and it would even get even worse. But we're at a point where we've built so much of our civilization, so much of, you know, we've evolved so much even in how we think and all of that. But when it comes to women and how we are treated, yeah, I'm not going to get too into it, but my point is it's messed up. And even though, you know, sometimes people will tell me like, oh, you know, if, if, if this bothers you so much, why can't you just do something and start something? And maybe one day I will, but I don't want to just start something without having, you know, this proper analysis or a plan to address the actual challenges of this issue, because that's how it be. And just for the record, like, <laughs> you know, sometimes people will be on some, I mean, I'm not going to get into the qualifications thing, like trying to put women's qualifications under a microscope, but not do any of that when it comes to male qualifications. And I'm not saying that nobody at all critiques men's qualifications, but when it comes to women, it's like, it's almost automatic. It's almost, and sometimes to be very honest, even for myself, I internalized that, you know, and I had to unlearn. I had to, and I'm still unlearning. I had to challenge myself and I had to probe why, what is it about, you know, women that I want to check just how credible they might be, but I don't put the same kind of integrity or principles when it comes to men right off the bat, you know? So, yeah. One day I'm just going to pull up and I'll be like, I'm going to be president. And, <laughs> and I know people will be on some, no, but you got to start at grassroots level, at local level. Brad, you can't start as a, as a counselor. Anyway, I mean, I don't know. But <laughs> my point is, even if I was president today, I can tell you that I would do a better job. I wouldn't be the worst president that we've ever had, is what I'm trying to tell you. But... Yeah, 
it's not the same kind of va va voom when it's a woman and no matter what sector and I, I and you know it's not just the politics of running a country but the politics of running a business the politics of running um an organization the politics of climbing the corporate ladder it's all the same kind of stuff just different names different faces but still the same ceiling and that's all i wanted to talk about today and something to reflect on a little bit is just that we have a lot of unlearning to do no matter how much economic development that you think you want or that you think we deserve none of it matters if you know the standard of living of people or the well-being of people remains the same the structural issues will still continue to be this cancer that's spreading and there's so many opportunities that we'll miss out on so many alternatives on economic policy alternatives on you know political ideologies alternatives on development approaches innovations you know developments and whatever we're missing out on so many opportunities because we are pretty much shutting down a certain group of people we are narrowing down our thinking capacity to a smaller group of people and in any instance even in a home that is not healthy let alone an entire country for which every single person is entitled and has the rights to enjoy their life the exact same way as the as any other person so yeah that's what i wanted to talk about today thank you so much for listening and i will i don't know i don't know if i should call these grace rants because yeah i have a lot to rant about these days so thank you so much